This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace, and it's easier than ever. Ever. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy. Like, you, if you had started at the beginning of this ad, you would be done with the first draft by the end of this ad. Wow. Okay, well, maybe. Uh, t- test it out. Okay, try it. It's squarespace.com. You can get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Offer code SPILLED for 10% off. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Small Beans Podcasting Network. Small Beans is from the folks behind the Cracked Video Department, and it features all kinds of great shows like One-Upsmanship, if you're into video games, Uh Tales from the Pit, which is a surprisingly funny and and really touching show about depression. Yes. And, And Rough Stuff where guests talk about their most embarrassing childhood moments. Yeah, I would I would go on that and like that I would probably chicken out. So this is basically like these are like shows by people like you and me, Matthew. Like like if you like us. Yes, you're probably going to enjoy tuning into Small Beans. If you're into Coen Brothers movies, they have a the Coen Brothers Brothers podcast where a couple <laughs> of brothers talk about every Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> um, so to find Small Beans, search for Small Beans uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and also check them out on Castbox, which is the best and most popular way to listen to podcasts on Android, and it's also available for iPhone. By the way, uh, by the way, this show is called Spilled Milk. I'm Matthew, <laughs> and I'm Molly, and we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Please anyway, go on. Today we're talking about cinnamon rolls, uh-huh. which come in many names, like cinnamon buns, cinnamon snails, cinnamon swirls. Well, I'm sorry, what? Cinnamon snails? I've never yes, heard you're, in my life. You're about to hear. Okay, I didn't. I don't think I even knew that this had a Nordic connection. Well, which I, totally I, sounds like an action movie. Yeah, the Nordic connection. Uh-huh. What do you think that it's? A, do you think there's like a lot of cross country skiing in it? Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, do you think that it's like? Uh, it's the sequel to the Alpine Connection, which was just like <laughs> people going downhill really fast, but this one's got a lot more huffing and puffing. <laughs> I I used to I've been cross country skiing like five times. I was going to say I used to cross country ski as if I was into it, but my, I've been a few times. My parents used to cross country ski like before I was born and when I was young. Um, and it was the it was the it's the kind of skiing that I learned first and that I've mm-hmm. done the most. 
I have not skied very much at all in my life. But anyway, wait, can I tell you? Yes, please. My dad and my mom both had like cross-country skiing outfits. There were like wool knickers. Wow. That came down just below the knee and and like um knickers are just underpants, right? No, 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 no. That's one term, but like uh like um these were like special pants. Okay. And they were wool and they they like long johns. No, no, they were wool, but they were not tight fitting. <laughs> like culottes. Uh, like long culottes. Okay. And they came down just below the knee and then they had a band there and they buttoned so they were tight. Oh, this And then they great. had like really tall cross country skiing socks, like super tall. And when I was little, my dad would let me use his cross country skiing socks as my like Christmas stocking because they were so long and you could put so much stuff in them. Oh, that's amazing. It was super cool. Yeah, I would say my temperature regulation on the whole is not great. So that really appeals to me. Like if I'm going to go out in the snow, I want to be in some sort of fur-lined sack. Yeah, <laughs> like a, maybe like a kangaroo pouch. Yeah, actually my my thing, the thing I'm into is being uh, like uh, someone dresses up as Santa and they put me in their sack and they carry me around. Oh, wow. <laughs> so big turn on for me. Now we know where to find Matthew Santa Con. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, this is our cinnamon roll episode, uh-huh. and uh, well, hey, let's let's go down memory lane, Matthew. God, when can I eat this? Cinnamon oh, rolls? go ahead, anytime. Okay. So I remember growing up in Portland, Oregon. The most famous cinnamon roll in Portland, which I believe still exists, was uh, Rose's Delicatessen, which was a uh, local chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I looked up their cinnamon roll, it looks like it has raisins in it. Oh no! Which I. I guess, like, as a kid, I didn't have any problem with that because I remember it fondly. So either I'm wrong or, like, I (laughs) didn't have any taste because Mm. I'm not in favor of raisins and cinnamon rolls. And what did they have on top? Were they frosted? Were they glazed? Okay. Was it, like, a white frosting? Yeah. Do you think it had cream cheese in it or Mm. was it just, like, a sugar frosting? I don't want to speculate because I've already may have slandered them with the raisin thing. Oh, Okay. Oh, that's very generous of you mm-hmm. to, to not further stomp upon their reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know when to stop stomping. Mm-hmm. I always think of cinnamon rolls as my mom's thing. Like, oh, when I was a kid, my mom was like, I just remember whenever we would encounter a cinnamon roll on a menu, she would want to order it. Mm-hmm. But the cinnamon roll that I really remember first having a relationship with was uh, really like... um kind of a outlier uh, that I, I I'm not sure I would oh, like Oh, you had it now. at Malcolm Gladwell's house. Uh, <laughs> he spent 10,000 hours perfecting his cinnamon roll technique. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was from Big Sky Bakery mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City. And Big Sky Bakery uh, used like whole grains and stuff sort of before they were trendy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they had a whole wheat cinnamon bun uh-huh. that had plenty of like gooey brown sugar cinnamon stuff on the inside, but no frosting. Hmm. And now I look back at it and I'm like, why did I like this so much? But I think somehow the flavor of the the, the whole wheat and this kind of gooey cinnamon butter stuff on the inside made up for the fact that there was no delicious frosting. Yeah, no, I think top. that sounds good as long as there are no raisins and plenty of goo. Yeah, th- there was a good amount of goo. These days, I have to say that the that when I usually eat cinnamon rolls, uh, either I've made them or I buy them at Larson's, which is this oh. Scandinavian bakery in Seattle. It's in um, north the north part of Ballard, which is northwest Seattle. It is, I would say that most of the stuff there is of the like sort of sh- sugary, not 
the best version of itself mm-hmm. kind of quality. However, we are really piling on the slander. We're slathering it on like a thick glaze. Well, so anyway, Larson's does a, a number of different like uh, Scandinavian inspired um buns and twists and things with like almond paste but they're they're just super sweet yeah i've got all those scandinavian inspired buns (laughs) anyway but they make a really good american style cinnamon roll that is a little bit on the dry side dough wise Uh but it always has just the right amount of cinnamon filling no raisins and the kind of sugar glaze on top that is like gooey in some spots where it meets the right. cinnamon filling and then kind of crackly under your teeth oh, in yeah. other spots. It's like a sugar fest and I love it. That sounds good. Now I did a, a, a cream cheese glaze on these which um, yeah. I've flavor wise I think can't be beat but it doesn't I get agree. that crackliness. No but I, I when I make cinnamon rolls myself I do a cream cheese frosting. So I think we need to talk cinnamon roll anatomy Okay, because well, okay. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, but no, no, actually, go. <laughs> okay, great. I've, I've gotten out my, my anatomy textbooks Perfect. from, from uh, Cinnamon Roll Medical School. Do you like the drier outside part best or the gooier inside part The gooier best? inside part. Me too. Yeah, but I can't deal with it having any raisins or nuts. That's a different, like, I like the flavor of the nuts, mm. but that's a different experience. Yeah, nuts I associate more with a sticky bun. Well, okay, let's talk about the difference between a sticky mm-hmm. bun and a cinnamon roll. So a sticky bun isn't necessarily flavored with cinnamon, first of all, I think. Hmm. I think it, it's often cardamom or a cardamom cinnamon. God, I feel like that's cinnamon. a real, real high-class sticky bun. I feel like mm-hmm. sticky buns usually are like cinnamon rolls, but... Yeah, probably gooey. like you, you you make the snails and then they can go either direction mm-hmm. in the snail race. Mm-hmm. Like regular snails. <laughs> yes, regular snails can, can go, go any, any direction, direction they want. Uh-huh. I've been seeing a lot of snails recently. Not not in the like, past know, couple days, but like when it was rainy last week. I love being outside at night and um, seeing the trail of where a snail oh, has, yeah. has gone on concrete. Maybe sometimes it's a slug. But anyway, it's always this kind of like iridescent, like zigzag. I mean, they're going anywhere they want. Yeah, I mean, snails Snails have got to be one of the cutest pests. No, no, they're not. You don't not. think snails are cute? I don't want them to touch me. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to like cuddle with a snail, but when I see a snail going past on the sidewalk, I'm like, oh. Because it's little and it's got a shell. Yeah, and and it can all end so quickly if somebody steps on it. Uh huh. They've they've got like their own like like uh, I know that the that the idea of the shell is to protect the gooey soft snail, Mm -hmm. but the second that somebody starts to step on that Uh, shell and the shell starts to crack, it's like a like a self stabbing mechanism. It makes me really sad. I'm sorry. Did I go too far? <laughs> yep. So great. Let's continue talking about food. Mm-hmm. Okay. What part do you like best? I like the the uh, gooey center, the the little the little torpedo center. So what are you looking for in a cinnamon roll overall? Okay. I want it to be soft, tender, yielding, fluffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want lots of cinnamon flavor. Mm-hmm. I want it to get more and more sticky as you get toward the inside, mm-hmm. and I want a cream cheese glaze. Mm, wow. Okay. I would say all the same things, except I also want it to be kind of yeasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I 
you know, there was no way I was going to make two batches, two different batches of cinnamon rolls. But the ones I made today were were an overnight yeasted yes. one. But mm-hmm. I have also made the quick bread style that are not. I've it, never even heard of that. Tell me about this. Um, it's basically you, you just make a, a quick bread dough with with baking powder instead of instead of a yeasted dough, and you. How and does you, that roll out? Does it does it roll out well? It rolls. It rolls out fine. It just the. The doughy part itself doesn't have much flavor compared to a yeasted one, Gosh. so you really have to hit it hard with with butter. I never even thought about this. Um, but if it's the it's the only way to get to make cinnamon rolls in the morning without starting at four thirty. So this is like the so remember when we did the waffle episode mm-hmm. and we talked about Marion Cunningham's overnight yeasted waffles it's just versus like the waffles of insane greatness that use like baking powder or it's exactly like that the leavening. same yeah okay i like the yeasted waffles better but you know if you make a good morning of waffle right. and you put some good syrup on it and butter and stuff right you know it's gonna be good right it's true i think that that cinnamon rolls i don't know for better or for worse you got to think of it the day before mm-hmm. but it is there's something super satisfying about like waking up in the morning pulling the pan out of the the fridge uh, we so the last time I made cinnamon rolls was this past Christmas, and pardon me, I had a little cinnamon roll. How do you burp. say Christmas in Swedish? Uh, y- Yule something. Yeah, but probably it's Yule. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we were a little bit impatient to get the rolls to proof in the morning because mm-hmm. uh, you know you've got to sort of like bring them up to temp a little bit again yeah. before you put them in the oven. So it was it was me and Ash and June and Brandon and my mom. We were all in Palm Springs together, and we we took the the Pyrexes of cinnamon rolls out of the fridge and we put them in bed, and then we all got into the bed mm-hmm. and we incubated the cinnamon buns. Is that what they were doing in in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Exactly. That's why Grandpa George. Grandma Georgina, Grandpa Joseph, and Grandma Josephine could not get out of mm-hmm. bed because they were constantly incubating cinnamon rolls. Yeah. I mean, Roald Dahl was Swedish, right? Was he? I think so. Oh. I heard that he had this like little writing cabin out behind his house, and I just think, hashtag goals. Yeah. Right? Sure. Right? I think I think it was because no one wanted to be around him, but that's probably true of me also. So yeah, let's Can go you believe, writing. Cabin. Nobody's going to want to be around me anymore if I ever say hashtag anything again, <laughs> or <laughs> if you keep slandering local businesses. That's true. <laughs> hey, you started it, man. That's true. I did start it, but mine was less local. So can I take you on a little uh, a little uh, a little geographic tour of, of cinnamon rolls? Geographic is my favorite kind of tour. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Is there is, is there going to be like a map with little <laughs> dotted lines uh, only across only in your mind okay and it's going to the, uh, there's going to be a snail who's making the lines oh that's so cute <laughs> yeah. okay all right but the shell is a cinnamon roll of course uh, yeah no, without raisins don't worry uh-huh. okay so the cinnamon roll obviously this is from wikipedia is a sweet roll served commonly in north america and northern europe mm-hmm. in denmark it is the most common form of wienerbrod which is Vienna bread, uh, <laughs> literal it's trans- wiener bread, wiener bread, and it is known as Kannenschnegel, 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 which means cinnamon snail. See, I told you there okay. were going to be snails. So this is what Wikipedia says: In North America, it is commonly eaten for breakfast or dessert. Hmm. <clears throat> Do people eat this for dessert? We had this discussion recently on some other episode where, oh, coffee cake. Oh, yeah. Where we were like, this it's like a cake that doesn't feel like a dessert exactly. It's like the cake that doesn't fit. Like, where do you put it in your day? 
We're, we're back onto coffee cake. Now. Well, now let's let's move. Okay, let's let's well, I think talk cinnamon about cinnamon rolls. rolls. They're the rolls that don't fit. Breakfast or brunch, I think. I feel like they're like um, a brunch dessert. Mm-hmm. Like you have your yeah. your savory brunch, and then you have a cinnamon roll. By the way, um, it, we're taping. It's like ten a.m. I think, and um, the only thing I've had to eat so far today is like one and three quarter cinnamon rolls. Oh boy, <laughs> things are about uh-huh. to go downhill. So anyway, okay, wait. So maybe I'm in agreement then that cinnamon rolls are dessert because breakfast dessert. Yeah, dessert. Dessert. Oh, but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, so my high school uh-huh. in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I went to Cassidy School, which is like a mm. prep school. It was in Cassidy Square. It was <laughs> diagonally across the street mm. from Cassidy Square. It was a prep school, and we had some of the real like trappings of prep school. Like you know, there was a dress code, and uh, and well, I'm, che- I'm chewing right into the microphone. And boys had to wear a coat and tie to lunch. Oh wow! But not to class. Not to class. Uh, I mean, they had Weird. to wear like like dress pants and a dress shirt, but then they had to put on a coat and tie for lunch. And lunch was on the other side of campus in this like cafeteria. You had an assigned table. There were like twelve oh, God. students. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that, everyone. The power just went out for like one minute. Probably Molly uh, said something mean about the uh, the electric company, and they heard her. Yeah, it's true. So I took the opportunity to eat some cinnamon rolls. Uh-huh. Anyway, hang on. So in the cafeteria, you had an assigned table. I think it changed every month. So and it was like 12 or 14 students and one teacher per table. You know what actually happened? I was chewing into the microphone so much that God pulled the plug. <laughs> exactly. And all our listeners are like, what took you so mm-hmm. long? Anyway, um, so... Assigned seating in the cafeteria sounds even worse than being relegated to the nerd table. Well, and one person would have to be the waiter. So you'd have to like walk over to the, the window of the kitchen and take one of each thing, bring it back to the table. You'd have to pass it around. And anyway... But what I'm trying to say is yeah. that so um, my favorite part of lunches, of course, were always the desserts because it was in high school. That makes a lot of sense. That I uh, most frequently got to eat like yellow cake with chocolate frosting uh-huh. or so one of the desserts that made, uh, you know, that was on the regular rotation was cinnamon rolls. Wow. So um, I think that they would I think it would be when we had like tomato soup. I feel like we'd have like grilled cheese and tomato soup and then like cinnamon rolls for dessert. Is there a reason those things would go together? No, maybe not. Okay. But anyway, it they it was really kind of charming because they would come out in like a like a nine by nine pan. Yes. And you would pass them around with a special little serving thing and you'd serve them to this yourself. Sounds both and, great and awful well, at that the was, same time. That's pretty much how how that's, I mean, high, that's school high school is. is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So anyway, so that I guess was my first exposure to cinnamon rolls as dessert. And and wow, now that I'm remembering it, I think I kind of want them for dessert and not as like a straight up breakfast. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, having now eaten two whole cinnamon rolls yeah, are you, for, you for wanting breakfast to die? and slash brunch, um, yeah, like things are, things are roiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. And you know Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, but... 
Did you know that Squarespace is also the easiest way to create a store to do e-commerce at absolutely no extra charge? It's quite amazing. So if you, for instance, wanted to make T-shirts with Matthew's face on them, Uh because I've been wanting one. Oh, yeah. I've been getting a lot of requests. (laughs) Yeah. So you just go to Squarespace. You can use one of their beautiful templates, create your site, create the e-commerce portion of the site, and analytics will help you grow that site in real time, and it's going to grow. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to wear Matthew's face. Question. If you were wearing that shirt with my face on it and someone stopped you on the street and said, who is that guy, what would your answer be? I would say, he's the co-host of my favorite podcast, Spilled Milk. Nice. Yeah. All right. So to get started on that or any other great idea, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILL to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And of course, you'll always get a free trial. That's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED for 10% off. This episode is brought to you by Left Field Farms. So, Matthew, I don't know if you've heard about this. Left Field Farms is a refreshing new dairy brand, and it's founded on this crazy left field thought that cows should be allowed to be cows. Yes. Well, I did notice that last time I was in my grocer's dairy aisle that I had sort of a special tingle. <laughs> so, wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, Matthew, so cows on most U.S. dairy farms eat GMO feed, but not. But I don't want that. Not at Left Field Farms. These oh, okay. cows are eating non GMO feed. They've got shade, plenty of water, an environment where they can just do cow stuff, like make delicious milk. That doesn't sound like a farm. That sounds like a cow spa. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Wow. But it is a farm, to be clear. It is a farm. Okay. It's actually a network of family farms, and Leftfield Farms can trace all of their milk back to the source. That's really cool, actually. That's super cool. So all of this produces delicious milk and coffee creamer, and you can find it in your dairy aisle. Wonderful things come out of Leftfield. Can we go back to our, our tour? Oh, yes, yes. So so we started out at Cassidy School. No, we Cass- started out in Northern Europe, really. Oh, I didn't realize that was part of the tour. Well, you, yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, We're the, all over the map. As the tour director, you're supposed to say when the tour is starting, oh, right? Oh, sorry. sorry. So we started on Memory Lane. Okay, hold on. Now we followed Memory Lane and ended up in Sweden. Denmark. Denmark. And then we came back to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh-huh. to the Cassidy School cafeteria. We completely skipped Portland because I don't count. And now we're going to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Where okay. cinnamon rolls are presumably from. Presumed by probably Wikipedia. The Swedes. And anyway, uh, in Sweden, they're called kanalbul, which means cinnamon bun. And since 1999, October 4th has been kanalbulens dag or cinnamon bun day. Why? What happened in the, 1999? Well, I think it's just when they declared it. It's like every year we're constantly declaring like National Donut Day, or, like think... National Talk Like a Stupid Person Day. Okay, that's or, true. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. For me, so, that's so every let's day. let Sweden have their cinnamon roll day. Okay, so but see, I the way I imagined it is like when we were talking about how Ar- Arnold Palmer invented the Arnold Palmer <laughs> to distract from his from, babe, a, from a scandal. Babe, I remember. Yes. Um, I think there was some sort of like, uh, like a like a financial scandal. They don't or... have scandals in in Sweden. But everything it's called is too Scandinavia. But everything is too egalitarian. <laughs> I bet. I bet uh, we we have some Swedish listeners who who would uh, school you on that point. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm just <laughs> no, no. I'm it's playing perfect. devil's advocate. Yeah. Sweden is perfect. Yeah. Healthcare for everyone. Uh huh. Healthcare and cinnamon rolls for everyone. Yes, but only on October fourth. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> All the other days, you are completely on your own. It's a it's a libertarian fantasy. Anyway, but uh, the dough for cinnamon rolls in Sweden generally contains cardamom, and I'm a little bit confused on this. I don't know if it's like cinnamon and cardamom, and if it's not cinnamon, why do they call them cinnamon buns? <laughs> maybe, maybe this is one of those things. And like, wow, there's a whole lot of speculation going on in this episode. You know how, like, in some places, lemons and limes are considered the same thing. No. <laughs> well, pretend, pretend you do. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe like cinnamon. Wait, cardamom. what kind of places are these? Oh, like, uh, like throughout Latin America, like most places have like lemons, lem- lemons or limes are common, and there's like one word that that refers to that category of citrus. Mm, okay, okay. I think I've, I think I may have encountered mm-hmm. this. Anyway, so maybe in Sweden, cardamom, cinnamon. I, I, I cannot say those words together, like <laughs> consecutively. Okay. In Northern Europe, Simonum. these buns are typically eaten during fika. These buns, these buns don't run. Don't tread on these buns. Fika, I've always understood as like an afternoon snack, but Wikipedia says it is, quote, a get-together with friends. Did you check Fikapedia? <laughs> anyway, there's been a whole, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a real like rash of like uh, fika as, as, as a trend mm. in cookbooks and stuff like that. Have you yes. noticed that? Yeah, so you you it could be a snack, it could be a get-together with friends, or it could be a rash. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So um, this yes, no, definitely, definitely. It's there's been a fika moment. There's been a fika moment. Anyway, cinnamon rolls, cardamom buns, all these things are a really typical snack to eat at fika. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the size of cinnamon rolls in different parts of Scandinavia vary quite dramatically. Oh, okay, I like this. Uh, in Finland, I want a poster of this. In Finland, there's a large type called korva pusti, which means a slap on the ear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's an area of of Gothenburg. Sweden called Haga that's known for its large cinnamon rolls, which are called Hagabular or Queen of the Kitchen. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's where uh, Gothenburg is. Where is where Jens Lechman is from? Maybe he has a song called Queen of the Kitchen that's about a giant cinnamon roll. I would not put it past him. Well, what uh, I mean these these are worthy of song because mm-hmm. they're usually twelve inches or more in diameter, and these are not meant to be like shared. This is not a communal cinnamon roll. No, you because, order because your own. The, the only communal day in Sweden, we've already determined, is October 4th. And every other day, it's everyone for themselves. Every other day, it's capitalism day. Right. Yes. Um, okay, so first of all, Jens Lechman, if you're listening to the show, please, Make a please write song. this Hagabular song. That sounds gross. It does sound gross. So the other thing, I think this may have also been at, at Rose's Delicatessen. Um, there was this thing called the Texas Donut. Uh-huh. There was a, like a twelve-inch donut. Who? The, uh, that's like um, it's like the kind of thing you buy for like as like a birthday cake. Right. It's a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's a cool thing to see. It's a cool thing to share with a dozen of your closest friends. Having said that, well, that's called fika. Uh, <laughs> I, I've kind of I've always wanted to go to Sweden. I never have. Me too. Because I keep going to Japan, so it's completely my fault. Uh-huh. I, I've heard I've heard it's beautiful. And they now that I know they have giant cinnamon rolls. If if I'm there and I'm served the giant cinnamon roll, I'm not going to be upset. No, no, me neither. But I'm de- and I'm also not going to share it because that's just wrong. No, no, it says it says you. It's it's probably unlawful. It is. It is. So uh, anyway, hold on, hold on. So yes. so now that we've done our our tour, Matthew. Oh, that was the end of the tour. That was the end. Okay, of the tour. you're getting better at this <laughs> tour director thing. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about how these are made because you I, didn't you didn't pause for questions from the from the tour group. Okay, uh, anyone have any questions? Yeah. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> What's the difference between cinnamon and cardamom? Okay. So anyway, uh, where's the bathroom? The first time I made cinnamon rolls was when I was doing this column for Bon Appetit magazine. Mm-hmm. And, and this column sort of started out for me as like, I'm going to challenge myself to make some things I'm a little bit scared of, but that I know are, are eminently right. doable, like mayonnaise, yeasted mm-hmm. breads, etc. So in developing the cinnamon roll recipe that I, I eventually wrote about, I started with Peter Reinhardt, yeah, the, the, bread uh, the Bread Baker's, Baker's apprentice. apprentice. Yeah. And many other books. Um, I started out with Peter Reinhardt's recipe and his, his dough recipe. And so a cinnamon roll dough, uh, the typical yeasted kind, and I don't know, maybe the quick kind too, has plenty of butter in it. It's a rich dough. It's plenty like of a, butter. Brioche-ish. Yeah, an egg. So it has this like light sort of elastic quality yes. to it. It's kind of a gorgeous dough to work with. Yeah, oh, it was very satisfying to work with this dough. Yeah, yeah. And then the filling is usually, uh, at, at, at its most basic, a smear of butter with brown sugar and cinnamon mm-hmm. scattered over the top. And uh, anyway, I can't remember what the, the glaze or the frosting was supposed to be on Peter Reinhardt's, but I made, uh, I made mine with cream cheese frosting, which I think is the best. And we can link to that recipe. It's on bonappetit.com. Yeah. Now, as I recall from The Bread Baker's Apprentice, I think he offers like two different options for the, for the cinnamon roll dough. Like, like one, one that's super really rich. rich and one not as rich. I don't I, remember what which one I liked better. And I think if I'm remembering right, he he says, and and I've definitely found this because I, I I've made a super rich one. Like the super rich one is really good. It's like Cinnabon style, which I I'm don't sure we'll talk like about. That it kind of makes my stomach turn. Well, I like it for like three bites. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. I feel like the what was the recipe you made today? So it was from uh, Cooks Illustrating, Illustrating <laughs> Cooks Illustrated <laughs> Baking Illustrated. From like ten years ago or whatever, it was delicious. I feel like it the dough itself was a little sweeter than I want it to be. Um, yeah, maybe so. I feel like the the ones that I make are somehow a little bit. You get more yeasty flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it maybe I didn't. It, it's not actually billed as an overnight recipe. I ah. I just uh, you know proofed it overnight after forming the cinnamon rolls because I did not want to get up and start making cinnamon rolls which, at 4.30 in the morning, even for you. Which I would say is something you can do with pretty much any yeasted yeah, dough. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, and, and if anything, I would think it would develop the flavor in it. Yep, but, I mean, it was still good, though, right? No, it was totally delicious. Um, yeah, really can I tell nice you what texture. my wife said to me this morning? She yeah. said, she said uh, Matthew, you've really, you've really mastered the yeasted doughs. Ooh, wow. It was, it was the sexiest thing anyone's ever said to <laughs> Yeah, me. yeah. Um, I this, think she wants you to knead her dough. Yeah, I mean it's it's got it's got like such a satisfying texture. It really, really does. Um, like I was I was bummed after I was done like rolling and forming it because I wanted to keep touching that dough. Yeah, I should have it made also, extra. It when you pat it, it sort yes. of makes this wonderful kind of like like just gentle thump. Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. It's okay, like a very yeah. even ugh. if you even if you hate cinnamon rolls, you should just make this dough and just love it. Just love it. Just like just use it as a pillow, mm-hmm. but don't a body pillow. Don't complain to us when you get it in your hair. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so so cinnabons. We're talking about these mm-hmm. super rich cinnamon rolls. Which I Totally associate with airports, although they, they have them at the mall also, I guess. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it. There's something um, almost kind of sickening to me about the smell of it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have any problem with it. When I was hunt, uh, hunting around for, for information on cinnamon rolls online today, I saw that there is Oh, when you were on a, your little uh, uh, fact-finding fact mission with a little, <laughs> with little the snail. snail trail. 
one of the first links that came up when I Googled cinnamon rolls. So listeners, I'm sure you can find this. Uh, I can't remember the name of the blog now. It was like, oh, a taste of Lizzie tea. That's what it was called. It was a blog by a mom and her two daughters. Anyway, she swore by this secret that she says makes her cinnamon rolls extra gooey. Mm, Let me see if I can guess. Like Cinnabons. What do you think it is? I think it is triple the butter. No. I think it is corn syrup. No. (laughs) So what she says to do is after you have... (laughs) I think it's like a deal with the devil. Oh, after... No, that is what will make you an incredible guitar player. That's it right. It does not do anything for your cinnamon rolls, okay? But what if what if your your special skill isn't guitar but but baking? Well, your special skill's about to be guitar, Robert Johnson. So the devil only only the gives devil, out guitar skills? Didn't you know that music is the devil's work? Of and course. And so is Every, dancing. Everybody knows that. I've seen Footloose. I've listened to Robert Johnson. <laughs> I, I know the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia. But but those are the, the devil's only purviews? Exactly. Like, exactly. What, about, what about like getting nasty? So nope, nope. That is, we are a sex positive podcast. The devil is only but in music. Maybe, We're a music negative podcast. Okay. <laughs> music? No. Getting, Sex? Getting nasty. Yes. yes. Okay. But but do it in silence. <laughs> do not don't, don't put, do not on, put on any Barry White. Hey, hey, how do you feel about music during sex? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like this is something that, that I used to do more often, like, when I was younger. It, like, if there's music on... Like that—that's not that—that that doesn't seem like a total, totally like antithetical to the mood. I'm not going to go turn it off, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go like like shuffle through my playlist like looking for the right music I either. Know, it feels I very know that always unspontaneous it, somehow. It feels like very on the nose. Uh-huh. Like now we are going to have intercourse. Uh-huh. I remember. Wow, you really sounded like Barry White. I, I remember. <laughs> With uh, with my first like real long term boyfriend, it might have been yeah like I mean really like one of the first times we had sex. Uh, I remember we were in my bedroom in Oklahoma. Hi mom, and we were listening to Radiohead. Which one has uh, the song that's like I'm not here? This isn't happening. It was like track four or something. Or I don't know. I, anyway, I remember he. I remember he got up be. to like skip that song. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah. like got got up from what? Never. Oh, mind. I think we were just making out okay. at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think I've definitely had sex to Radiohead a few times, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a hit or miss because it either is super sexy or like super super intensely. Yeah, sad. What if, yeah. What if fitter happier comes on? Oh god! I um, also feel like, and we've talked about this before, the Bon Iver album Twenty Two. A million, a million or something. Is that what it's called? I feel like is an album for like depressed people to have sex to. I think oh. it's super, super sexy, but it also makes me feel deeply, truly, clinically depressed. So, so like, think you take things really slow and uh, yeah, and there's a lot of like meaningful staring. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's like, but I mean, that but sounds then, pretty good. But then it can also be kind of like a little bit like danger sexy uh-huh. too. Like, I think there could also be some like danger eyes. Yeah. See, that's the thing about the music. Like, like I feel like I'm gonna like pause and like like I'm gonna like the music is gonna get into my ears and be like, wow, oh, this doesn't quite match what we're doing right now. Like, you know, and now I'm thinking about that. Well, and like, do you match the rhythm? Or I, right. Oh, no, no. 
Yeah, what if like a really fast or really slow song comes on? <laughs> so I guess I guess we're back back around. We we've now defended our position. We are wait. <laughs> music negative. We're, music negative, sex, sex positive. positive. Okay. Okay, great. Hold on. So can I tell you what the secret is? Of the what si- what if you what if you just had a playlist of like, you know, really on the nose uh like heavy metal songs from the 80s, <laughs> like Cherry Pie. Oh, Cherry Pie. Yeah, or like um Oh God! Uh, what else would there be? Um, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Yes. Uh, what was the one? Uh, more, more than words. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's you, you just nailed it. What What you've got to do is just put on more than words on repeat, <laughs> <laughs> and just was just that, like was that Mr. Big? Keep it rolling as long as you want. Was that that Mr. was Big extreme. That extreme. <laughs> okay. Mr. Big was I. Uh, I'm the one who wants to be with you. Oh. Be with you. I think was the name of the song. Yeah. Deep inside, I know you. Or I hope you feel it too. You feel it too. Just to be the next to be with you. God, that guy was really handsome in like a really pretty way. Do you have like flowing hair? Yeah. Oh, he was really pretty, but kind of like yeah, like or or maybe it was like the the backup singer. There was one of them who had this like really chiseled nose. I don't. I, I, really I guess I do know him. what Mr. Big looked like because I knew he had flowing hair, but that was true of, of all of these guys. Okay, Matthew, uh-huh. can I tell you the secret, according to this blogger, of how to make gooey cinnamon rolls? <laughs> oh my God, I, like can't, I can't believe I, I, I had forgotten that 12 minutes ago. Okay. okay, so she says what you do is right before you put them in the oven... Okay, Mm -hmm. when they're like all sliced up, ready to go, proofed. She says you pour warmed heavy cream over them. Oh. Yeah. And then you bake them and then you take them out. You frost them as usual. And she says that they have this wonderful gooey quality at the center from the heavy cream. I would try it. Yeah, I would try it too. Sounds kind of cool, huh? So when I rolled uh, and cut the cinnamon rolls, I used uh, dental floss to cut them, which is so satisfying because first you pull, you wrap the floss around. You start pulling, and first it just kind of cinches in, and then you feel it start Looks to cut like through. It starts. <laughs> I was gonna say, it reminds me of those um, like weight loss ads that sometimes show up in with the, the sidebar with, with, a, like with a somebody a with measuring a measuring tape. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and then it just keeps pulling tighter and. T- <laughs> I mean, that's that's like a metaphor. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate those ads. <laughs> Again, you brought it up just like how you brought up stepping on a snail and, and <laughs> like a bunch of other gross things. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Hold on. So one last thing. So we are anti-raisins. Anti-raisins. Anti-music. <laughs> what about nuts? Um, sticky bun. Did we establish that's a sticky bun thing? I feel, to me, it's a sticky bun thing, but I certainly have had cinnamon rolls with nuts. I don't think it's necessary. I feel like it's like a chocolate chip cookie with nuts. It's like a different thing. Yeah, but I feel like it feels so sort of cliche to to criticize a, a nut in a cookie or a brownie or a cinnamon roll. It does. And maybe, maybe I just haven't tried it in a while. Yeah. Maybe I'm not listening to the right music while eating them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> roughly. Okay, Matthew, did you have anything to say about grands? Oh, so, I mean, certainly the most consumed cinnamon rolls in America, probably more than Cinnabon would be my guess, are, are you know, Pillsbury from a tube, which are pretty good. Do they come with frosting? Yes, they come with like, like a, a little, little, squeeze little plastic packet? tub of frosting. Oh. Uh, or sometimes a squeeze packet. Okay. Um, I think the Trader Joe's ones come with a squeeze packet. Okay. And, you know, they're just, they're not, they don't really have much like rolled 
sort of structure to them. Okay. They're they're just kind of a pile of goo, mm-hmm. but they're good. Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. You know, I, I don't know that I've ever had them, although maybe you've made them at some point. Possibly. I mean, it's like, like maybe the breakfast pastries episode. That could be. If someone, you know, it's they're not as good as homemade or good bakery cinnamon rolls, but if someone cracks open that tube in the morning and is like, we're having cinnamon rolls, great. You're like, yes. Yeah, it's true. If somebody cracks open that tube, I pretty much just can't wait to get across the room and kind of poke the dough with my finger. Or or like um, if, if when you hear them peeling off the paper and then yeah. you want to run over with the spoon and poke it into the little crack. And oh, so, the, so the tube pops. Oh, is that how you pop it? Yeah, well, sometimes I it sort of pops bang itself, it on the or you can or do it. There, there are there are many ways to pop a tube. <laughs> well, this episode was brought to you by Leftfield Farms. Leftfield Farms is a new dairy brand that lets cows just do their thing. Yep, the cows get plenty of shade. They get plenty of water. They get an environment where they're free to be a cow. Yes, and they make delicious milk and coffee creamer that you can find in your dairy aisle. Yep, so next time you're there, take a fresh look and choose Left Field Farms. This episode uh, is over. <laughs> and... it is, but wait, wait, I have a question. Yeah. Question from the tour group. Okay. You, you wrote on here that uh, in Northern Europe, sometimes instead of glaze, they use pearl or nib sugar. Yeah. I don't know what either of those things are. Oh, I'm sure that you've seen this. Um, so it, there are these like large, very white sugar crystals or sugar lumps, kind of. Sh- they're, sh- like the sugar size, lumps. they're like the size of nerds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like a a large nerd. Could you also use nerds? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you look on Wikipedia, you'll see a picture of a cinnamon bun with with pearl sugar on top of it. I just want to say sugar lump again. Sugar lump. Yep. Sugar lump. So anyway, we will post uh, recipes for the cinnamon rolls Matthew made today and also the cinnamon rolls that I make. We'll post them on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com. We will post a link to our super sexy playlist. No, sorry, we're anti-music. Not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. But we will, we, well, and we're not going to post anything to our sex list, whatever that is. What's a sex list? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I want one, but I don't know what it is at all. I don't all. know either. I, is it like a, started, it's like a purity I started, test, kind of like you're going to check things off? I started saying that line before <laughs> I had really fully thought it through. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, hold on. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast, where you can tell us about... Why don't you tell us about... <laughs> well, um, as as you know, we're, our our show is now on Spotify. Yes, uh, and I don't think podcast episodes get put onto playlists on Spotify. Although maybe you could manually drag oh, one onto could a playlist. You put one onto right. your sex list. Well, I'm wondering, like, what if you you've got like your your you know getting down list. And, and then suddenly and we're like, do, 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 And we're talking about like crushing a snail and now, and now that's the thing you're into. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else about our show? We're on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podga- Podcast, <laughs> which is the ghost of a podcast. <laughs> um, we're on, uh, I don't know, what did we already say? Facebook, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we didn't tell tell people what what to weigh in on on Facebook. No, they'll figure it out. You'll figure <laughs> okay, perfect. And uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Hagabular. <laughs> I'm Molly Weiss, and I'm Matthew Instaverton.
the quiet hagabular. <laughs> oh, the the quiet hagabular is one of those uh, really uh, intense Swedish mystery novels. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.